is risen. He is risen indeed. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC, where we discuss life and all kinds of great things through the lens of our Anabaptist perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Julie Adams, and I'm your host today. I'm joined by Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pastor Pat. Hi, everybody, and happy Easter season mm-hmm. to every one of us. And uh, did you have a good Easter? Yeah, it was lovely. Lots of family time yeah. and a bit of downtime, relaxing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I'm so glad. It's- How about you? great you know we love easter yeah. at our home and uh, love to celebrate it with the grandkids and yep you know it's yeah. just it's a great season it's nice because it's uh yeah there, and there's chocolate which is you know one of my favorite chocolate things. makes life better <laughs> so you know you're right about that well we've had a busy busy easter weekend we yes. had uh, friday was our Oh, goodness, was our Good Friday service, Mm -hmm. and then we had a sunrise service uh, yesterday morning. Yes, and uh, it was a blessing. Uh, What was cool about it is that we, for the first time, were able to stream it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then the Easter service was amazing. Uh, The music, the drama and it it was just Mm -hmm. the way it was woven together Mm -hmm. and uh it was a beautiful presentation of resurrection and that um faith and doubt really do go together yeah and that faith wins out when christ we encounter jesus you Mm -hmm. know yeah and uh, i think uh we were looking at two people yesterday we could have looked at several i guess Mm -hmm. but we looked at two people we looked at mary magdalene Mm -hmm. And we looked at Thomas, Doubting Thomas. Mm-hmm. Poor guy gets a rap, doesn't he? Yep, everybody named Thomas gets called that once or <laughs> twice. <laughs> oh, that's so true. And what's interesting is um, Mary Magdalene was somebody who uh, had a very checkered past mm-hmm. and had made poor choices in life. Uh, at one point was caught red-handed in an adultery situation and was about to be stoned and Jesus Mm -hmm. intervened really by just stooping on the ground and drawing and just looking up to a group of men and said hey uh, whoever's without sin you go ahead and cast that first stone Mm -hmm. and uh, I think they all had guilty conscience and dropped the rocks and walked Mm -hmm. away and and uh, that encounter with Jesus was life changing for Mary Magdalene oh yeah and she became a great help in the uh, traveling with Jesus and, and then in the early church. But, you know, here was this, this segment of time where Jesus is um, taken from the garden and mm-hmm. railroaded in a kangaroo cord and was beat almost to death and then hung on the cross uh, naked and, and bleeding uh, suffering, uh, immeasurably suffering. Mm-hmm. And Mary watched it all happen and said, wait a minute, it wasn't supposed to go this way. Yeah. How many times in life do we have something happen? Hey, uh, this wasn't supposed to happen. You like know? maybe the whole past year? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this whole past year <laughs> would definitely fit in that category. Mm-hmm. And so Mary uh, was disillusioned, her Messiah yeah. Her Lord and Master, 
the one that she believed in uh, was was dropped dead, dead. I mean, physically dead. Mm -hmm. And so put into a borrowed tomb. So she comes back the next day on, on uh, actually on Sunday morning, early, early, early. So Pat, what significance is it that the tomb was borrowed? Why well, didn't he have his own tomb? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great question. Part of that would be economics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he would not have had those that kind of personal wealth mm-hmm. uh, to own something like that. That was uh, that was a big deal back then. To today, we have family plots and that type yeah. of thing, but it it was not that common back then. The wealthy are the ones who had tombs hewn out of rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine what it would take to do that. Oh yeah. So um, so it was a borrowed tomb, you know, and you know, and being the first day of the week. Uh, the Sabbath is passed, and, and so they didn't embalm back then. And mm-hmm. so they would come back to the grave a day or two later and put this tar-like cream of a very concentrated um, ointment, mm-hmm. uh, spices, uh, I, th- I think anything to help keep down the stench of death. You yeah. know? And so she came to do lovingly for Jesus, and he wasn't there. <laughs> and uh, nobody, at least it didn't look like in the Gospels, nobody said, hey, he's been resurrected, like he said. No, you know? they thought he'd been stolen. They thought yeah. he'd been stolen. So, I mean, no perspective at all. I mean, it only what their eyes could see. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And um, I think we're all kind of guilty of that sometimes, Definitely. aren't we? Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, perspective changes everything. And so she... Looks in, she sees two guys sitting there, and you know, evidently, it they didn't look like angels like in other stories because she didn't seem to be frightened. She said, "Hey, where'd you take him? Where is he? Tell me where he is." You know. But the disillusionment and the disappointment was there, and then we looked at Thomas. You know, Thomas um, traveled with Jesus for three years and mm-hmm. saw him raise two people from the dead, Lazarus and. Uh, uh, Jairus's daughter, a 12-year-old mm-hmm. girl, and um, saw him do all these miracles, and yet he just could not see beyond where his, where he could, as far as he could see, is as far as he could spiritually see, yeah. you know, and oh, he's so disillusioned, you know, there's three years I can't get back, you know, there's, yeah. you know, all the, mm-hmm. all those kind of things, and um he was so disappointed in Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? He was so disappointed how that it came seems, out. It seems like it's the theme. Like last week, Renee talked about how, you know, people didn't think, like, who is this guy? He's not the, you know, he's not the king we thought. I thought he was going to be like a king king, not no. like whatever this king is. And now these guys were, you know, disappointed. It's uh, Seemingly, he set yeah. the bar low. He comes in on a donkey into yeah. Jerusalem and and uh, dies on a cross, dies like dead, like got to take him off the cross and put him somewhere. Yeah. And I think Thomas said, wait a minute, this was supposed to be the guy foretold that he would be the deliverer, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, get Rome out of here, you know, and kick the oppressor out. So I think Thomas had pretty short vision, Mm -hmm. as I think the other disciples did too. Um. Why didn't Jesus tell them what was going to happen? Why didn't he say, hey, guys, 
I'm going to die on the cross. I'm going to come back. Um, Why didn't he just tell them? Yeah. There's a couple of places where Jesus said, I'm just, I'm letting you know that just like you put an acorn or a seed into the ground and it dies and then it sprouts, that's what's going to happen with me. You know, Jesus spoke in um, word pictures so often. Metaphor, eh? Metaphor. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think these guys connected the dots very well. Yeah. And um, at one point, Jesus said, I'm going to die. But they they didn't hear it for some reason. Yeah. You know? You wonder why. Well, if you don't want to hear something, you don't hear it. My kids were that way. Uh, Yeah, I guess I could put mine in that category too. Yep. (laughs) You know, uh, Carol says, I told you we need to do that. No, no, don't remember that, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's theoretically speaking. So, but that is exactly, I think, what happened, you know? So, so here you have two people who had been just in the trenches. Um, at at one point, Thomas said, uh, he was trying to talk Jesus out of going to Jerusalem. And so he says to the other disciples, well, let's just go and die with him. You know, so I mean, the guy yeah. was the life of the party. He, <laughs> it sounds like you it. You <laughs> know, kind of a Debbie Downer. Yep. Um, but his heart was in the right place. He loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the di- I think that's why the disappointment was so real to the mm-hmm. point where I, I love you guys, but I just want to be by myself. I, yeah. I don't want to reminisce. I don't want to think, what if? I don't. I'm done. I'm checking out of yeah. the movement, you know? And I think I've, I know dear friends and, and some family even uh, that through the years have done the same thing because yep. of disappointment, because mm-hmm. Jesus didn't jump through their hoop. Yeah. You know, uh, if I can say it politely like that. And so Jesus disappointed them and they walked away. Yep. You know, and I think that's what happened here with Thomas. So I, I think, listener, I think it, I think it's important for us friends to, as we think through the story, that if we just look at the surface, I mean, the word gospel means good news. You just have to look at all that was happening and. You know, Thomas just needed to realize that, hey, wait a minute, not not everything is the way it looks. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. think that's the great story of Easter. Hey, this is, hey, it's not uh, this isn't the way that uh, just the way it looks. That, that doesn't mean that's how it is. Yep. So at Christmas time, this reminds me of um, I was sitting in front of a Christmas tree and I looked over and said. Why do you have a walrus ornament? This I could have sworn that this Christmas tree ornament was a walrus. And they all laughed at me and said, what are you talking about? It's a Muskoka chair with a campfire and marshmallows. <laughs> and I said, "I are we talking about the same ornament? Because that wow. is a walrus. Wow. Now, my eyes are fine. It's just the angle I was sitting at and the way it was turned, I would have sworn up and down, left and right, that that ornament was a walrus. Finally, someone got up off the tree and handed it to me, and sure enough, it was a Muskoka chair and a campfire with two marshmallows being roasted. But until I got up close to that ornament, like I said, it was a walrus from far away. From your perspective. Yes. All you saw was walrus. That's all I could see, yeah. Such a great analogy. And from 
Thomas's place, his perspective, it was off. Yeah. All he could see was death. Was yeah. death and that he was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, worm food, done. You know, boot hill, yeah. you know. Um, and evidently Mary the same way. You know, mm-hmm. our finite mind, we don't think in infinite terms very often. We have to make mm-hmm. ourselves do that. Yeah. And I think we we base our decisions on what we see. Yes. And I don't know that we can always do that as followers of Christ, mm-hmm. you know. Carol put a chalkboard up at the bottom of our stairs. And one day I said to her, I said, wow, that's cool. Uh, how long has that been there? <laughs> and she said, two months, you know. Perspective. It's just really? perspective, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I think she's messing with me. I think no. it, ha- it had to be quicker than that. But I, again, uh, it's our perspective. I didn't expect to see it. It's a good idea. Leave memos yeah. for each other. But honeydew list. Honeydew mm-hmm. list. Oh, I don't like that. But <laughs> but I I think that's exactly what was going on with the disciples. The perspective. Peter said, oh, "I'm going fishing. I'm just going back to fishing. This mm-hmm. is over. It's fun while we had it. You know." All they could do is see life from the physical eyes. And I think we as believers, um, we have to walk by faith, not by sight, mm-hmm. God said to Abraham. And um, we don't use that muscle very often. Mm-mm. And I think that's what was going on here. Because as the story unfolds, you know, speaking of perspective, um, Mary's in the tomb, and these two guys said, well, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Well, I, I'm looking for Jesus. Where'd you take him? And, and so she senses somebody's behind her and looks. It's Jesus, but she doesn't recognize him. And, hey, hey, gardener, if you took Jesus somewhere, tell me where he is. I'll go to him. And all he had to do was say, Mary, the way he said it, yeah. you know? And immediately her eyes saw it. Yeah. So I, I think perspective is something comes with an encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. She had an encounter with Christ. So did Thomas. Thomas said, I'm not going to believe unless I can see the nail prints and the... And I put my finger in, yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus says, hey, here I am. How put your fingers it? Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus said, after Thomas dropped to his knees, my Lord and my God, he says, blessed are you. You've seen this, you've seen me, but blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believe. That's for Mm -hmm. you and me, Julie. That's for those who are listening today. A blessing from Jesus that we have had an encounter with Jesus just as real. Mm -hmm. You know, it just wasn't physical. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the resurrection. The resurrection brings new life and brings us encounters with the risen Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what happened in this story. That's what happened in our Easter story. And it's just this powerful reminder that seeing Jesus and having an encounter with him is far more than just seeing him. Mm-hmm. It's that he's always been there. Yeah. And I, I just I, I say to our friends today that are listening, I don't know what you're going through today. But don't look at it just merely with your physical eyes. Look mm-hmm. at it with your spiritual eyes. Uh, mind. Uh, God is there. He's always been there. And Jesus is walking with you. Uh, You may not feel it, 
but you have to believe it by faith mm -hmm. and and he will show you that what are some other ways we can gain some perspective like if someone that's listening just doesn't doesn't see it or they've been disappointed in Jesus in the past mm -hmm. what what steps can we take most of my experience with folks who have been disappointed in Jesus really ended up being disappointed in a person, yeah. disappointed in the institution of a church yeah. or um, the actions of a church. And uh, I just would urge people to separate that from who God is yeah. in our life. That, boy, if there's somebody you can count on, it may not be the church or it may mm -hmm. not be even your family, uh, but you can always count on God. Mm -hmm. And I think you that's a perspective that you have to go into life that, okay, Jesus didn't do this to me. Mm -hmm. Jesus did not say that to me. Jesus did not do that. Uh, the Jesus I know and have read isn't like that. He mm -hmm. is here. Uh, man disappoints me. Yes. Uh, this institution, is, it disappoints me, but Jesus doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I think I think when when we come to that place, it helps us to have spiritual eyes to be able to walk mm -hmm. forward through whatever we're walking through. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we can do today, but I, I just urge people to walk by faith and not by sight because mm -hmm. there's more going on than what your eyes see. <laughs> and thank God for that. <laughs> and amen. Encounter Jesus this week. Mm -hmm. And Julie, maybe you can tell them how we can help. If you would like to get in touch with Pastor Pat, please send him an email. He'd be happy to chat with you anytime. Pat at WayneFleetBIC.com. Or if you have any feedback or anything you'd like to share with me, you can reach me at Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope that um, this chat has blessed you in some way today. And we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. And hey, have a great week. Mm -hmm. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And I urge you to walk with those faith eyes as much as with the physical eyes. Mm -hmm. Have a great week. You are loved. Bye.